And now, after all these things, the time has come that they have become wicked, yea, nearly unto ripeness. And I know not, but they are at this day about to be destroyed. For I know that the day must surely come that they must be destroyed, save a few only, who shall be led away into captivity. 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 43. Hey listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, Why did the Lord allow Jerusalem to be destroyed? The history of Israel and Judah, as recorded in the books of 1 and 2 Kings, culminates in the destruction of both kingdoms and their respective capital cities, Samaria in 2 Kings chapter 17 and Jerusalem, 2 Kings chapter 25. In the final years before Jerusalem's fall, prophets such as Jeremiah, Lehi, and Ezekiel warned of the impending calamities, but were not heeded by the people. Today, the words of these three prophets can be used to clarify why, from a theological point of view, Jerusalem was destroyed. According to Lehi's son Nephi, people are ripe for destruction when the Spirit ceaseth to strive with them, 2 Nephi chapter 26 verse 11 and 1 Nephi chapter 17 verse 43. Bruce K. Satterfield, a religion professor at BYU-Idaho, reasoned that in this instance, the Spirit refers to the Lord's influence upon all mankind, more commonly referred to today as the light of Christ. Satterfield studied the teachings of Jeremiah, Lehi, and Ezekiel to understand the divine justification for Jerusalem's destruction. Satterfield identified six features that characterize those who have placed themselves in the position of losing the light of Christ, and found that the people of Jerusalem had all six features, and thus were ripe for destruction. Number 1. Repetition of Sin Despite declaring that they would not transgress, the Judahites repeatedly played the harlot with foreign gods over several generations until they were marked before the Lord with iniquity that could not be cleansed by soap. Jeremiah chapter 2 verses 20 through 22. As Satterfield noted, such recurrence of sin makes it difficult to repent. 2. Rationalization of sin. Naturally, repetitious sin is often accompanied by rationalization to justify such violations of the Lord's commands. Rationalizations can take many different forms. According to Jeremiah, some in Jerusalem rationalized that there was simply no hope in resisting sin, while others professed innocence, denying that they had done anything wrong. See Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 25 and 35. Laman and Lemuel appear to have been in this second category, since they maintained that the people who were in the land of Jerusalem were a righteous people. 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 22. It was revealed to Ezekiel that some in Jerusalem used the rationalization that the Lord had left the earth and could not see their wrongdoings. Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 12. Satterfield noted, such rationalization is due to an individual's unresponsiveness to the things of God. 3. State of Rebellion The Lord told Jeremiah that this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 23. Justifying sin is the exact opposite of repentance. Instead of humbly turning to God, those who rationalize sin are headstrong in their opposition to His commandments. This puts them in a state of rebellion against the Lord. 4. Seared Conscience The Lord also told Jeremiah that the people were not at all ashamed of the abominations they had committed. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 15. Nephi said that his brothers who were like unto the Jews who were at Jerusalem, in 1 Nephi chapter 2, verse 13, 
were past feeling and thus unresponsive to spiritual stimuli. 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 45. The Apostle Paul described this unabashed state of sinfulness as having a conscience seared with a hot iron. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. 5. Rejection of the Prophets The people of Jerusalem rejected Lehi's prophetic warning and drove him out of the city. 1 Nephi chapter 1, verse 18 through chapter 2, verse 3. Jeremiah lamented to the people, The word of the Lord hath come unto me, and I have spoken unto you, but ye have not hearkened. In fact, Jeremiah went on, The Lord hath sent unto you all his servants the prophets, but ye have not hearkened, nor inclined your ear to hear. Jeremiah chapter 25 verses 3 through 4. He recorded that another prophet named Uriah was executed for prophesying against Jerusalem. Jeremiah chapter 26, verses 20 through 23. Nephi noted, The Spirit of the Lord ceaseth soon to strive with them, for behold, they have rejected the prophets. 1 Nephi chapter 7, verse 14. 6. Continual sin. This all put the people in a state of perpetual and escalating sin. Satterfield noted, Ezekiel was taken in vision to Jerusalem, where he witnessed the extent to which wickedness had consumed the hearts of the Jews. He also witnessed that their corruption caused the glory of the Lord, certainly an aspect of the light of Christ, to withdraw from the city. Ezekiel chapters 8 through 11. Ezekiel also saw the people commit increasingly greater acts of apostasy throughout this vision. The why. Much has changed about the world and society since 587 BC, but the warnings to the people of that time given both by biblical and Book of Mormon prophets remain just as relevant as ever. The spiritual health of individuals and nations alike depends on their being able to recognize when they have become wicked, yea, nearly unto ripeness, that the day must surely come that they must be destroyed. 1 Nephi chapter 17 verse 43. Regrettably, the six features identified by Satterfield as the characteristic of people ripe for destruction are manifest in today's society in various ways. For example, many social media influencers and others online rationalize breaking the commandments, downplay covenant obligations, and dismiss prophetic counsel. Recognizing these as characteristics that lead towards spiritual destruction can help individuals see the dangers inherent in following such voices and thus be more careful and discerning in who they follow online, always keeping the ultimate goal of following Christ and His servants in focus. It is also helpful to recognize that even after becoming ripe for destruction, it is never too late to turn to the Lord. At the end of Ezekiel's vision, the Lord promised that he would be as a little sanctuary to the Judahites in exile and would eventually gather them back to their land. Ezekiel chapter 11 verses 16 through 17. Then the Lord said, I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them an heart of flesh. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. While his covenant is contingent upon the righteousness of his people, the Lord's arm is always outstretched to those who will repent and turn away from their iniquities. The divine rationale for destruction is not merely destruction for destruction's sake. Rather, its purpose is to bring people who are otherwise past feeling to repentance so that they may ultimately experience the blessings that come from gospel-centered living. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.